All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is a special episode of Out of Contracts, as we do from time to time. And we have some very a couple of very special guests on today's show. There are a couple of guests that get talked about a lot on the show, um, but I've never been on it before. Uh, you know one of them as someone who has broken my kazoo multiple times over the course of the show. Uh, so this is my kids, uh, Reggie and Ben Howard. Can you say, can you guys say hi? Hello. Hello. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're, I told them. And I'm Brady Jones. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And I'm Ryan Howard. You can do that part up in the beginning. So I told them way back, was it like a year ago? Like when did the show first, uh, start airing episodes? Close to a year. I want to it might have. So it honestly, like it might be in January, but that doesn't seem right. It, it honestly might even be longer than a year ago. Let's see. I can. I can look it up. Uh, I thought it was like. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, October of 2021. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, so wow. yeah, so back back more than a year ago when Prodigy, this season one, quote unquote, of Prodigy started airing, I told the kids, if you guys watch the show with me, then we can talk about it together on the podcast and. Uh, for a while, we weren't sure if it was going to happen um, because I think the kids were not super into the first half of the show, and also like there was all these delays. Like we weren't sure if we were going to do it, if, you know, at first, or if we were going to do like half and half. And honestly, mm-hmm. like after watching the second half of the season, I kind of do feel like it would have maybe been worth it to do a season, a season one point five and a season, you know, or a season one and a season one point five podcast because they are functionally different seasons, you know, in my opinion. But. Uh, yeah, so, but anyway, no, it's finally yeah. happening for our, I guess, our first episode of 2023 is when this is coming out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Prodigy. So, yeah, I think we, that's our that's our cold open because we've got lots of stuff to talk about today. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's hit it. All right, so, hi, everybody. Welcome to Odd Contracts, which are two guys uh, plus one of the guys' kids have seen part of Star Trek, try to watch all of it in no particular order. We already said our names. So like we, you know, normally we do uh, a random number generator, you know, a selection of an episode of Star Trek and talk about it, but when we have a new season of Star Trek or, or you know, one day maybe a new movie of Star Trek, uh, we will talk about that right when it comes out. And uh, this, for this special, we're talking about uh, the se- season one, the elongated season one uh, uh, of Star Trek Prodigy. Um, yeah. So uh, this, this show has been airing on Paramount Plus for, as we were saying in the cold open, uh, over a year, like for about, a, like basically about uh, 13 months, more or less, the show aired uh, uh, intermittently. And then uh, I believe, I'm not sure if any of it has, I think some of it has aired now on Nickelodeon as, as well. Like the, 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 the goal of it was to... Yeah, because I think it was, it was originally supposed to be a Nickelodeon show and then they moved it to... Oh, is that true? Streaming. I always thought it was supposed to be like first run streaming, but maybe I'm wrong about that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, though, so this this show, uh, well, let's actually let's, um, you know, I think we have our own opinions on it, but then it, it, this this show, like probably more than any show ever for Star Trek, you know, I think arguably maybe the animated series, but like more than any other show, I think probably for Star Trek, this show is actually geared towards kids so we thought it would be a good thing to have yeah uh, my kids in the show and to talk about their thoughts on it so uh i think before we start talking about their thoughts though i was hoping that maybe uh the boys with our assistance when needed can kind of do our take us in and talk tell us what the show 
was about. So Ben and Reggie, can you uh, Ben? Why don't you start, and then Reggie, you can kind of jump in when you need. Um, ben, can you can you explain to us like what the show is about, like the story of the show? It's about what? All right, well, okay, you can anything about it, Reggie. You can go. What, what what's the show about? It's basically just a crew who eventually gets assembled, and um, these two people find a ship on a planet where everyone is basically um, working as slaves, and then they are basically trying to um, join Starfleet and... I mean, yeah, that's that's true. So, like, yeah, so you, you know. yeah, that's that's pretty much yeah. Yeah, uh, the, you're you're glassing over some stuff towards the end, but that's fine. So, yeah, this the show starts out. There's they're on a, it's not uh, they're not actually on a planet, right? Or are they? Like, they're on like some kind of weird. They're on an asteroid. Are they on an asteroid? Yes. Uh, I think that I think that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they're on a big asteroid. Now I gotta now I gotta check this, but um, but there there's like a mining operation, and they think that they're mining for some kind of. Material, yeah. but it turns out they're actually looking for uh, a a ship, um, the U.S. the USS Protostar, right? Yes, and um, these two people find actually find it. Yep, and so then the, there are a bunch of people who are who are slaves here who have been delivered by the Kazon. I, I was really I was like, man, like this this show's got. Major Kazon representation. I don't know if you if you were picking up on that, Brady, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, like, no, they they keep kind of popping up. It's the tar. It's, it's Tars Lamora is the name of this place, which yeah, it's a planetoid. It's like it's like Pluto, you know. It's it's like so it's like kind of between a asteroid and a planet. Yeah, yeah. They think they're there to mine a, a mineral, but they're actually looking for the protostar. And then a couple of the slaves find it, and uh, then uh, they escape on it. But in so doing, they kind of accidentally take the daughter of the guy who's running the slave colony, whose name is the the diviner is the name of, um, of the of the of the of the guy who's running the colony. Gwyn. Yeah, and Gwyn or, or Gwendala is the name of his daughter. They all kind of leave and get chased around the galaxy by the um, the diviner for a while, but who is on this ship when they get on the ship? Hologram Janeway. Yeah, and you guys know Janeway. What what what's Janeway's? What's Janeway from before this? Um, Voyager. That's Star right. Star Trek Voyager. Yep, she's on Star Trek Voyager. She's the captain of Voyager. But this this show takes place a, a while after that because you know her her kind of her captain form is the form you see on the the ship. But you see real Janeway in the second half of the show, uh, and she's an admiral now, which is kind of what she is in in. Uh, when we see her, yeah, in, 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 some one, of the, in movies, one or two of the yeah. movies, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sit up, guys. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, yeah, so they're kind of running around, and, and Janeway is trying to get them to join Starfleet. Um, but they are kind or, or, or they're, and they're kind of like sort of lying to her about being cadets, but eventually, in the second half of the show, they decide, okay, yeah, it actually is worth going to Starfleet, and so let's go. But, why can't they go to Starfleet right away with the Protostar? Because um, they have this weapon on their ship that destroy. That if they make contact with something else, um, it destroys itself. Well, it destroys. It's, it, it destroys, destroys the thing. It's well, if it's a Starfleet ship, yeah, it'll destroy it. Yeah. Now, why is that on the ship? 
Because, because of the person um, who was running the asteroid that that all the slaves are mining on. Yeah. And the diviner, the diviner put the, there with some robots. Right. So, and, and why why did he do that? Um, because he wanted to destroy Starfleet, basically. But but why? Because um, because they the microphone. they they he thinks they destroyed the their home planet yeah so i was actually a little fuzzy on this brady like maybe you could shed some light on this so yeah they do some some like it it is a little convoluted they like do some time shenanigans with it too i think so yeah so basically uh now what is what is the name of this of of the diviner and gwen's race they're well they're Uh, they're oh they're uh vaunacat is what they're they're called and yes they're from their, their planet is something else it's called solem i think they talk about Solom every now and then. Yes, I that's right. Yeah. The name of their planet. Yep, Solom is the name of their planet. The people. So there was there was a wormhole, right? Uh, that that the Protostar, which was originally commanded by who? Who's the captain of the Protostar? Janeway. Um, no, Janeway was the hologram, but who was the captain? Chakotay. That's right, Chakotay, who is the first officer in Voyager. So this is kind of later when they've all gotten back to Earth. So he, they, 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 the protostar goes through a wormhole because it's powered by like this weird new uh, transportation technology of like, basically they have like a small star that is like powering the engine that allows it to do really, really fast jumps, which is very funny. Like this show really is like a sequel to Voyager in a lot of ways. And one of the ways is that like, they're like, oh, we figured out a new way for the ships to go faster without. Yeah. We can like go kind of back and forth several times to and from the Delta quadrant. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah. they, they've gone in the future and they make first contact. They, 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 they accidentally well, go so to the future. This is what I, oh, God, sorry. Yeah. I couldn't remember if I don't, I'm not sure if was Chakotay ship the ones that made first contact or like someone else made first contact. Just oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yes. And then I think Chakotay shows up later and that's how they get the ship. Yeah. So sometime in the future, Star Trek or Starfleet makes first contact with with Solom, and then it, to me, it seemed like that. Then it's 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 like one of those things where it's like, and then like question mark profit, like you know, where, where it's like the, the, then it seemed like like the 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 the, the like started to disagree over what to do about. Yeah, they had like a big civil war about like whether to join the Federation or not. I guess. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't like. Uh, Starfleet actually instigated that or was like contributing to it, but they blame Starfleet. I think also partially because it seemed like maybe one of those situations, like what we saw in the most recent season of of Lower Decks, where where like Picard makes first contact with someone and then like they just no one comes to visit them again for a while, and so like it seemed that they were maybe yeah. like a little bit mad that like we had the Civil War and then Starfleet didn't do anything about it. And so, like, they kind of precip- they they feel yeah, like so they, they blame can't... Starfleet for like precipitating this and then not helping out. And so, yeah, when Chakotay comes uh, from from the past, they're like, oh, "Okay, well, if we take over the ship and we put this living construct, which is like this weird virus, on their on their ship, and then we can um, we can send yeah, like send it back into the past to destroy Starfleet. Yeah, so that way Starfleet can they ever come here. Yes, and but then." Uh, uh, in a very kind of like Tenet move, if you've seen Tenet, uh, the the uh, Chakotay actually ends up sending the Protostar to the past himself and hides it in the past. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of people who basically chase the Protostar into the past and, tr- and are looking for it in the past around uh, around the galaxy. And yeah. 
And so that's why he's looking for it. And so they, as you guys were saying, right? They can't they can't just connect with Starfleet because if they if they hail any uh, Starfleet ship or if they connect with it anyway, then um, it will be it will destroy that ship and it will like spread the virus to other ships. Which is what happens. They actually get to like a deep space station in Starfleet right away, and then that the virus causes the space station to destroy itself, which is then another, that's another problem is because then everyone in Starfleet thinks that they are criminals who stole a ship and who and like attacked this. Yeah. And who attacked the station with it. Right. And also it's, it's personal for Janeway because uh, Chakotay has been missing ever since the protostar went missing. And so she thinks that maybe these people did something to Chakotay too. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the second half of the show is they are kind of running around trying to solve this problem. And at the end, there's a, a pretty I was actually surprised at how far that it goes with like the, the construct actually does get out onto these other Starfleet ships. And I, it seems like a lot of people die, probably like they don't really like actually talk about it. Yeah, I, but... I kept kind of watching to see if they show because they show a bunch of ships like getting shot. Yeah, and I don't know if any ships totally like blow up at all. Uh, maybe one, but but like it, it's it, there's not a lot of ships that actually blow up, but like there are a lot of like you can see a lot explosions of explosions on, on decks where it's like definitely some people probably got killed. But yeah, um, I was I was kind of a little curious if, how far they would go with that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, then um, but at the end they basically figure out that like the way to how how do they how do they solve the problem, guys? Destroy the protostar. That they have to self destruct it and. They, but it, the explosion it would be too big; it would destroy everything. So, what do they do when they destroy it? Um, they warp. And they warp. They warp the the ship out of that range with Janeway on it because she was one who who like destroyed it. But then the the other people went in this other like spacecraft and flew out of this pro star, and then well, the pro star was warping it was it was like falling apart and dying yeah so they spread the explosion out over over a large distance so that way it wouldn't kill anybody except for it did kill Janeway hologram because they she lied to them and said that there was enough room on like this memory card basically that she gave them <laughs> to to have her consciousness but there wasn't and so she sacrificed herself which also is an, a nice narrative convenience because now regular Janeway is going to be on the show you know so they don't they don't yeah. need fake Janeway anymore <laughs> but uh but yeah um and that actually creates a, a new wormhole kind of to the future yeah, where Chakotay so now, is, so that in the next season, probably they sounds like they're going to try to rescue Chakotay because now all of the characters except for Gwen, who is going to go back to the Solom and work with her people to kind of try to help them not want to do this to Starfleet, um, they uh, all the other people are going to be in Starfleet. Starfleet. Um, yeah. So that's so now let's talk about. Before we get into like how we felt about the whole thing, like let's talk about who are the who are the characters, who are the who are the, the people who were the slaves, or and like who are the main characters of the show, who are the people on the Pro Star for most of the show. So we talked Dow. about Janeway Hologram, Dow, and we talked about we talked about Gwen a little bit too. So yeah, so Dow, he's kind of the main character, right? He's like a failed experiment that was um, that is basically um, twenty six species combined. That's right. Yes, yeah. and zero. Well, so it was Enzio. Dal is kind of, he's one of the first people who found the ship. And he kind of decides he's going to be the captain of the Protostar. And uh, yeah. how did you guys feel about him? Do you like him? 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's <laughs> he's not my favorite. He's probably my least favorite character of of the bunch. Uh, How did you feel about Dal? <laughs> yeah, I agree. He was just kind of like nothing. Like I feel it was one of those where I just like they were pushing him very hard. Is like he's the main character. He's the captain, and I was just like, but he's the least interesting of any of them for some reason. I don't know. He's got a real Ezra Bridger energy of just like annoying boy who is the main character because just like, like because the show show wants to have a boy who's kind of like sassy be the main character. Um, And there's also another, there's a robot that was, that was made by the person who controls the asteroid where where all the slaves are. That's named zero. Oh no 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 no! She that's not a robot. So that's just, zero. Is she's like an energy? She's like a or actually I'm sorry. It's a they actually. They don't have a gender, but uh, uh, they are a being of like energy, right? That that like usually just kind of floats around, but now has been contained in this robot suit. Yeah, they made this robot suit and, to be able to like walk around. And it. what is what is uh, what is the race of of? They're a Medusan. Medusan, I think, okay, which. I think is in like one episode of the original series, maybe. Okay. I think it's actually yeah. I think I looked this up. I think there's a, it's the episode that um uh, the actress that played Pulaski was in. Oh, interesting. Oh, in the original series, because okay. like she, because she's I think her character is blind, so like she is like the only one that can communicate with this Medusan because she doesn't have to worry about like seeing it and going um, going crazy. Yeah. That, that's yeah, because that's that's an interesting. That's a good point, right? If you see the Medusans' real form with your eyes, you kind of like go nuts a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so then so we got Zero, we got Dal, we got Gwen. So who else is on the sh- and we got we got Janeway. So who else is on the ship? Jacob. Jacob, that's it. You're probably your favorite character, right? Yeah. Not you. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, Ben. Yeah, Ben likes Jacob Pog. Don't kick my chair. Chair, okay? You're gonna make too much noise. So it's Jacob Pog. He is a, um, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, he's, he's a teller. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember. Yeah, he's a tellerite, um, which was kind of a running bit where he finds out that the tellerites are one of the four, four races that started, uh, the Federation. So he says he's royalty. So he's, he is a, a very short tellerite who is kind of like the ship's engineer. That's probably the best joke in the, um, in the show. I thought we all really laughed at it when, Hey there, little guy. Did yeah, you when, lose your Bobby? Yeah, when 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 like they they find out that Pog is just like kind of like a name they they give really short tellerites, oh, and then yeah. like immediately is followed by SMP like, "Hi there, little guy. Did you like like did you did you, did you lose your mom?" We uh, we all thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, he's and played then, by Jason Jason Manzukas. He talks in the third person a lot, and you see you you find there's like an origin story for why he does that um, later on in the yeah. show. And his flashback is that he he wakes up in like this like chamber in the ship, and then everything's like going wrong, and then this robot says you have to fix this, and then whenever he fixes it, the robot says asks Jacob what is your name, and he keeps saying Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob will fix this. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. They have all of the. They have all of their. They 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 explain eventually why everyone ends up on the planet. So so do you remember why Zero ends up on the planet? Because uh, uh, he was captured by he was captured by the uh Quinn's dad that 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 put him into no put they yeah. 
put they in into a robot suit and made zero uh slave worker. Yeah, although I think yeah, it was just captured by some. Like, he's like on his. Yeah, he's like on his planet and he. He was he like separates from the rest and he finds this chest, but then the Kazons. Yeah, the Kazons. Yeah, Kazons like capture him with the chest. And That's right. They bring him to the planet. Okay, and so then. So who's who else? Who is who else is on the ship? We've got we've got. Rock. Uh, I think, so rock, rock yeah, talk. rock, rock talk. Um, he like went with Dal to do that to like on this ship. Yep, and and so she's she's at first they think because because she's really big and strong they think she's going to be their security officer but then they end up finding out she's really good at science science so she becomes a science officer um, and how does she get on the planet or how does she get on 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 the the slave colony because she was called the monster and she was forced to do like this like battle against this hero and then every time she did it. After she got soup, but then she decided she decided to actually win against the hero, and then she get, didn't get soup after, and then she got took it. She got took by the by a Kazon. Yeah, she was tired of being like kind of humiliated, and so she uh, she she ended up winning like one of these fake battles, which I, it seemed like the, the the person she was sparring us was okay with, but then the person who was running the show was like, no one wants to see. The monster wins, and then they sold. They sold her. And what? What? And is she? Is she? She's not a race that's appeared on the show. But on on, she's a Brickar. Uh, I don't think. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Brickar have appeared on on another Star Trek show. There's definitely one of the uh, one of the one of the species on the show where it seems like a hard thing to show in a live action show. Yeah, but like because she's like a huge. Yeah, it looks like she's the only. <laughs> it is funny that she's one that's shown. Up. She's huge and rocky. Oh, they, and... they originated in non-canon Star Trek novels, apparently. Okay, it's funny though that she is a huge red rock monster, and her name is Rock, and she is from the race called the Brickar, which is like <laughs> that's it's yeah. like those are all like uh, English puns on her name. Um, right. Do you guys like you guys like Rock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about right. Murph? Yes, yeah, so we got we we yeah we, we Murph I think is the last one who's on the ship. So yeah, who, who, what's what's Murph's deal? Murph, is, Murph like, is like this like gooey guy that 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 first he is like this like like this little like he's like a worm. He's he's actually he's he's, he's a melanoid slime worm. And then he gets in this like cocoon, and then he turns into this like like person with like this like. The floating dot up on his head. Yep. Yep. And he and he is kind of like this indestructible kind of a worm that does this toxin gibberish. And even even when the the universal translator is on, still nobody can understand him. And he becomes because he's indestructible and he can in his in his you know his his metamorphosis form uh, can kind of do all the stuff that he becomes the security officer eventually. Yeah, that's because he yeah. can like stretch out and he's indestructible and yeah. he what did what did you guys think did you guys like the after he changed or before he changed more mm, before i was before i liked him after because i thought he did more stuff in the in the first in the first half of the show he just kind of like just is around and then i liked it in the in the second half of the show that he like 
did he like does things. I like that he like does things yeah. in the second half, but then like the first half like kind of looks better because I like the way he looks funny, like mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the little just blob. Yeah, he's much cuter as a and as then a slug. yeah, and so, then uh. A new person like joins for like a little while that has like this eye patch. Oh yeah, okay. Okana, yeah, who? Okana. Which I told yeah. I told the boys uh, he's 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 from just one episode or, or multiple episodes of uh, um, of TNG. We should watch those that episode though. Yeah, I think there's just one, but I'm not sure. Maybe he, he might. I wouldn't be surprised if he like comes back in like a later one. I feel like they would do stuff like that. Yeah, here I'm gonna show the boys a picture. It's like this is this is that same guy. This is when he was younger. He was on one of the regular shows. That's him. Mm-hmm. He had no eye patch in that in that one. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's those are kind of the main cast. Then, like I said, you know, this is the Diviner too, and then he's got a robot named Dreadnought, who's like a real give me real like General Grievous in General Grievous in yeah. Clone Wars yeah. vibes. Uh, I mean, the show really just reminds me a lot of like those the Clone Wars and Rebels in a lot of ways. Um, Dad, what? But, uh. At the end, there's, like, this cat that was a slave that was spying on them, giving the ship to, like, the dad of Quinn. Uh-huh. And then that cat got, like, a bunch of people and fought with all those people and to defeated free Dreadnought. That's right, yes, yes. That's one of the, yeah. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of other characters, too, who are on the, is it the... Dauntless? What's the name of, of Janeway's? That sounds right. I think it's it's something Dauntless. like that. Yeah, um, yeah who, who are on that ship. Uh, you, know, you and I can talk about them later. But um, anyway, they, uh, they're they kind of on the second half of the show and kind of are, are helping yeah, out. Yeah, Janeway has her own. Yeah, like, I think the second show, the second half of the show, the second half of the season is like um, better than the first one because like, first one, meh. And then like the second one, they just they just get better episodes. They keep developing like more character and yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think yeah. I was really not enjoying it very much. There's a couple like parts I liked in the first half of the season, and then the second half of the season, I was like, oh, this is actually like it's paced a lot better. It's serialized a lot better. I think that like the overall situations they get into are more interesting, and it's it's funny. Don't do that, please. It's funny because I'm I'm not saying this just for like the fan servicey stuff because like you know there is some of that stuff in the first half of the show but like I just think that like and we can talk about this more you know during the adult half but like I think that like it's it feels like sometimes like some of these shows really want to some of the new shows really seems like they want to run away from the Starfleet element of it but it's like the show becomes so much more interesting when it is like taking these people and putting them into like the 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 geopolitics like the the, the the you know what what is what is unique about the star trek world rather than it just being like a show about some kids who are in space which is mostly yeah, what the first half I, of the I agree. like especially the first few episodes i was like this this feels more like a star wars type of show than a star trek one yeah. for some reason mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe it's just because it was like animated in like a style that is a little reminiscent yeah. of the Clone Wars or like they're fighting, but like, it's just like, nothing is sort of like, there was nothing until like you got further along that really like grounded it in, like, it didn't feel like it was in the same world as Star Trek. It's just kind of this like, Oh, it's just 
you know, a faraway planet with all these aliens. Mm-hmm. This is they're like all fighting, it. right? Yeah, because it's uh, yeah, that, that's a good point because it's so much more action oriented than any of the shows have ever been. Too that like right, it, it does. It felt I, I especially right at the beginning. It really gave me. It really reminded me a lot of Rebels, which is another show that the boys and I have watched uh, together. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked it a lot more like once it kind of came around. So, what you guys you know think overall? Like, did you uh you know what what were your kind of your favorite things about it? What did you like the best about it? You said you liked the second half of the season. What what yeah. what, are, what are some other things? What are some other thoughts you guys have on the show overall? Um, Jake I and Pod's flashback. You like you like that part? Yeah, that's the fun part. I also yeah. like my favorite like one of my favorite episodes is where they go go to these like fake Star Trek people. That's my favorite episode too. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, like they they don't need to add that in, but they're adding it in to make the show kind of better. Yeah, you're talking about so so he's talking about what's that episode called? I believe the episode is called uh, "All the World's a Stage," which is uh, oh yeah, where it's like a planet that some somebody from like. Kirk's Enterprise, yeah, like an, an ensign, like, like a, an ensign yeah. crash landed there on a Galileo, a Galileo uh, shuttlecraft, and then um, they basically it's 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 kind of a, a weirdly like it's an original series style episode, but like about the original series where right. like this guy landed here and then they built like their whole entire culture around this guy's yeah, which this kind of like half remembered story about this guy series, yeah. and what he did, but like. Uh, it's a very funny episode, like, uh, because, like... Yeah, because it's all these people, like, pretending to be, like, characters from... Like, he's like, I'm James D. Kirk. Well, they're not even pretending, they're just kind of like, they're like, they're honoring, they're like, these people were important to our, to to our survival as a species, and so, like, in honor of that, we're going to kind of, like, like, we want to emulate them. Like, they're not, he's not saying he actually is James, James T. Kirk, like, he's saying that, like, I am named that because he was an important person in like my culture basically. I and, know. Yeah. I knew that they weren't Starkly from the beginning because I saw their like symbol. That's not Starkly. Well, actually the symbol they have is there are some Starkly people who have that symbol, but like it's but it looks wrong because yeah, like they it's kind of, they've kind of made these all these uniforms themselves and and and, and what and, and like they have the wrong words for everything because they what do they what do they call Starfleet? They call it um, Starflight. Starflight. Yeah, they call Spock, yeah. Sprock, or Spork. Spork. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Sprock. I think it's Sprock. Yeah. yeah. Sprock. Probably. Yeah. yeah and um, yeah, so they can't quite remember everything how it all worked because this was a long, long time ago that this happened. Yeah, it's like um, like hundreds of years. Yeah, and. Um, Yep, and then they end up having. They basically discover that like there was this problem with pollution that was actually kind of caused by by the the crashing of the Galileo yeah, from the shuttle crash onto yeah. the uh, onto the thing, and then they they solve that problem. And, and but but in so doing, like they allow these people who have kind of revered Starfleet forever, but have never been a part of it. They allow them to be on. They they get yeah, to be a part of Starfleet, extra, you know, and they people to help fly the ship and stuff and so. yeah yeah um which i thought was that's a that was a good episode it's fun, very funny and then also like kind of like a good inspirational like yeah, yeah they like think this is like this um monster that's creating this disease it's not a monster it's just like a chemical that's making a lake in this part of the mountain 
That is actually a Starfleet ship. Yeah, well, because they they call the monster the Gallows, but it's actually the Galileo. That's actually that's it was a very like a uh, V'ger moment uh, uh, where like they it's a it's a different word, but it you know they think it's kind of been corrupted over time. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, I liked that one a lot. Uh, what else? What else did you guys? Where, yeah. Did you guys like any particular characters that you liked a lot? Or, like Reggie, who's your favorite character? If you didn't like Jankum the best, um, I don't know. I would say like either like Zero is good, or mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I liked Gwen. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, Gwen's very cool. I agree that Zero is Zero is one that like is like very capable, but also just like has a lot of heart and like fair you could like cares about their friends a lot you, you know actually my favorite character i think is is probably i liked uh commander tysis a lot that's oh that's yeah. her if you guys remember that's that's her andorian assistant a uh, janeway's andorian like assistant on yeah. her, her her first officer on Your her ship yeah. the blue guy yeah. with the yeah, antenna. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he was cool. I just I, that's a good performance. But I, I was I just I liked him because I was like clearly like Janeway has a type. Like she 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 likes like her her commanding officer. Like you know because because like if not for the incident with the Maquis, like definitely Tuvok would have been her her first officer in that situation. You know like like and so yeah, like, Jacob's kind of so funny. He's a, he's got a very he's got a very like Tuvok vibes off of him. Yeah, Jacob is pretty funny. I like him. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I I think I think once the show kind of like settles into like the groove of being like an actual Star Trek show, but for kids, I, I ended up you know not every episode from the second season, second half of the season that I love, but but yeah. I, I thought a lot of them were actually pretty solid, and I think the end of it, ending of it I thought really really worked for me, where I was like oh yeah this is actually kind of like a satisfying narrative, uh, you know conclusion to these this the story yeah. and and like. I'm such a sucker for I love like episodes about like holograms and robots and stuff that like kind of like become person people you know and so I really I liked mm. the way that like that character sacrificed herself and, and kind of came to that that place I was like this is you know again it's somewhat predictable because like you know they're not just going to keep both of them around a- after a certain point but like it was I, I liked it. I thought it was well done. Yeah, and, yeah, like and a lot of things has happened to crew. Janeway, hologram Janeway, when when like people intrude their ship and like like turn Janeway off or like Rock is like really alone and she like and she and Rock just like turn Janeway off. Yep. A and lot of times Janeway gets turned off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. I also like that like time episode where they like disrupt and rock's time is slow and oh yeah and also in the episode we were talking about like um jacob's like really scared of the planet it's like no sign of distress let's just go back beam and beam up yeah jacob never wants to do the missions because he's afraid yeah 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 you like that you like that time episode ben where they were like there's I, I found that one like kind of confusing a little bit where it's like I I didn't quite wasn't quite sure if like the math of it mapped matched up in terms of like when people are doing things in relation to each other if that makes sense you know but like but the, yeah that they made it very like sequential when it probably wouldn't yeah be how that how it actually happened if some of them are faster but but yeah. I guess it makes sense in the it's end because it, because like basically at the end it's basically like. They told Janeway what to do, and then she visited 
rock and then rock just like took a year or whatever however long mm-hmm. we, they, didn't, they don't actually say how long it is but like they, she took a long time to like fix the ship or whatever but um yeah, yeah and she- yeah, but it was, i found that a little confusing but it was an interesting idea it reminded me a little bit of um of blink of an eye I uh, like that Janeway. Episode. I like that, uh, like Janeway inside of Dal's body, told them that that she once turned into a a a, a lizard. Yeah, I was explaining to the sound Yeah, I was explaining that to them. I, was, I told them we could watch that episode. Some of them. I to. was surprised that they referenced that. I would imagine that would be one of those things that yeah. sort of like Cybok that's just like we don't talk about. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about that with you in the second half because that, that's one of the one of the, one of the interesting things I found about the show from like a more kind of like metatextual level but and yeah. like this the thing is like um in that same episode they think Janeway is gone mad because um, Dal's in Janeway's body. Yeah, I did I liked that episode quite a bit too, the body swap episode because yeah. I was like a, I think that Brett Gray, uh, the perf- the guy who plays Dal, I think he he did like a pretty good job of like doing the Janeway mannerisms. But also more than that, I was like, like Kate Mulgrew really gets to the person who plays Janeway. That's is, that's her name, guys. Is Kate Mulgrew? She really gets to kind of go nuts in a way that like I was very impressed by her yeah, like, <laughs> performance in that, yeah, which she yeah. never really got to do on really on Voyager because she's kind of she's a pretty even when she's like doing her pretend stuff in the holodeck, she's like a very like kind of straight laced person, you know. She's kind of reserved and and yeah, she really got to kind of go crazy a little bit, which was which was fun to see her get to do something a little different. She, it's almost like her yeah, Brett like Spiner moment, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, um, I feel like, um, like the person who played, um, Janeway still did Dal's voice, but he also did, um, she also did the, the voice of Dal and Janeway's body too. No, she. Well, there's just that one scene where where you kind of see the two Janeways talking to each other where she's doing the voice, but that's just. Yeah, I think she. Like, but that is just that is just the guy who plays Dal normally. He's just doing a good job at kind of like making the way he talks kind of sound like the way that that Janeway talks. That's uh-huh. um, and I I always really like that though. I'm a big sucker for any time like a movie or a TV show does that where like someone has to act like somebody else. I, I always think that's a fun thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, don't do that. But you're gonna mess up with the microphone. Okay. Uh. So. Uh. Uh. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Is there anything, any thoughts you have about, like, what, what you'd like to see in season two or, like, what you think might happen? Um, I feel like they're just going to try to go and, like, into this wormhole and go into the future and try to get Jacote. I think okay. they're, they're going to try to destroy the asteroid and let all of the prisoners free. Well, they already did Well, they that. kind of already all got free because remember when they, when they find the Diviner later... All the other people are gone. The Diviner's the only one left on the on the planet. Yeah. yeah well, I think, that, they well, took, well, like, I think they're going to destroy the asteroid. Okay. Well, I think. Do you guys think that they'll find a way to like have Gwen be in the next season, or is she just going to like not be on the show? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they'll like also show what she's doing? I don't know. Planet? I hope. I hope she's like <coughs> in there sometimes. But I don't like. <laughs> I don't think she should be in there like too much, or like not be in there at all. I don't like. I I want her to be in there like a little bit. I don't want her to be in there like not at all. I I think she'll be on it a lot because I because uh the like the the real bad guy character of the show uh ends up being uh Ensign Asensia, 
Jamila Jamil. Yeah, and she gets away. So I, and so she's definitely still out there trying to like plot Starfleet's downfall. And they say too that like probably uh, you know the past version of the Diviner, who who di- the, the present version of the Diviner dies in the sh- in the show. But they say that the version of him in the past is still out there, so he might be on the show too. So I I think that we'll definitely be seeing. More of Do you think they'll like cut back and forth between like the rest of the crew in the future and then like what she's doing in the present? Yeah, two stories going on. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I think they'll. I th- I'm guessing they'll probably keep the cast basically the same, or or, or maybe maybe that maybe they might add some of the the recurring characters from the Dauntless onto the new show. We'll, yeah, we'll see. But but like they won't be on the Protostar anymore because, um, well they will be on like a new version maybe, but they won't be on the like regular Protostar anymore because, um, that got destroyed to destroy the weapon and. Well, yeah, yeah. now they, yeah now they have the Protostar class of of ships because they have a new Protostar. Yeah, they have thing. another ship that's like yeah, which they don't actually name that ship, do they? In the I don't think they do. No, they look at it and they're like, "Oh, it looks the same as the Protostar," and they're like, "It's the first of the Protostar class." I wonder if they'll just name the ship Prodigy, like that. That you know, oh, that, that wouldn't surprise like me if they end up doing yeah. that. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I was like, "Is it going to be like Protostar A?" Or? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Or so, Protostar P. Protostar P. Yeah. Well, usually they name the ships like for the first one's called A and the second one's called B and so on. So I think they'd have to blow up a lot of the ships before they get to the Protostar P. So uh, <laughs> I did have one question for you guys. Do you think there was like, like, do you feel like the whole show had like a main like lesson or like theme or like kind of like one thing it was trying to be about or was uh, it just like every episode was about a different thing? Uh, I feel like like it was just like scrambled. There wasn't like a like two episodes. There wasn't like three or four episodes about the same thing usually. I think what Brady means is like is there like a lesson that they were trying to get to about like about maybe about like how it feels to be alone and like realizing that you don't have to be alone that like the best thing to do is to like find other people or did you not really feel like that was going mm, not going really not what do you really. think ben not really not really okay no more just kind of each episode was like its own yeah yeah thing. okay interesting well guys thank you so much for doing the show with us we really appreciate it is you guys anything yeah. else you want to talk about before uh, brady and i get into the second half no you ben uh no okay well thanks guys cool uh I think it, yeah, that was fun. It, maybe maybe when season two comes out, we can do this again uh, for season two. Yeah. Does that sound fun? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you to Ben and Reggie for joining us uh, on the first uh, part of the show. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it was it was good to get their perspective because you know there were some- yeah I, I was especially the first half I was curious of like because I feel like the first half you very much could like feel it trying to be a kid's show mm-hmm. um, and just like, let's do like crazy kid stuff and like make jokes at the cameras. I don't know. It just like felt kind of like almost like it was trying too hard to be like things kids like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the second half, they kind of like settled down and actually told it I, by the, I think the end of the first half and then going into the second half, they kind of settled down and we're like, let's tell an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, I think it still is kid-oriented the entire time, but it's like one of those things where it's like, I, I watch a lot of kids' movies with with the kids, and it's like there's a difference between like good and bad versions of that. You know, like there are there are good kids' yeah. movies and good kids' shows where it's like this is definitely oriented toward kids, but it's not stupid and it's not like super hyperactive for no reason. And 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered that. It's like, because I feel like there are things that are just like, oh, like, we can just, like, do something dumb because they're just kids and they won't care or notice. Yeah. Um, and other ones that really, like, try to, like, still make something really good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and... But I was wondering if, like, do kids actually, like, notice or can't tell? <laughs> I think oftentimes kids don't notice or can't tell, but, like, ad- adults can, but also, it, and it's like, it, whatever, it's not the end of the world if, like, you're, my kid, my kids really like the Minions, and I think the Minions are very stupid and annoying, but, like, A, it's like, I do watch all these things, them, so I like watching things that are good, but also, B, it's like, I, I, I like media that, like, doesn't talk down to kids, because it's like, yeah, you should... You should want to do a good job and like so that way kids aren't just filling their brains with like dumb stuff. They can be filling them their you know, their brains with stuff that's actually like well told and crafted and you know, like I don't know. I think that yeah. maybe it doesn't matter, but like I like to think that maybe it does, or like that you know, maybe it, it can improve their, their media diet or, or creativity or whatever in the future. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. um I do think the second half was was a lot better. So so I guess yeah, like I'm curious Brady, like now that they are not here, uh, like any, so I, I think I think we're both kind of in the same boat, right? Like the the first se- the first half of the season is like not very good, right? Like general generally speaking, like it's it's yeah. I think over I think there were a, there were a few. I, I feel like it was more like yeah. There were some that I was just like I didn't like that episode. I didn't enjoy it all. There were there were still I think a few high points in the first in that first half. Um, like I think the the last. I, I agree. I actually really also enjoyed the sort of like time shenanigans one. Um, yeah, I found that one like a little confusing, but or, not like enough. Yeah. But I thought it was like an interesting. I don't know. I thought it was like a. It was an interesting idea. I agree. That it was an interesting like, idea. Cool, yeah. Like I actually so so I, this is why I asked because I was kind of curious because it felt I very much felt like these sort of like they kind of maintained a kind of core like theme. And like message through the whole show about that, like everyone matters. Like even if like you, you know, have always been told that like you're different and you're an outcast, like you deserve to be part of something. Yeah. Um, and like I thought that was a really, especially like that was I think a very like rock focused episode about like her kind of you know sort of like finding who she like really was and what she really like was interested in and not just kind of being what everyone yeah told her she was as like a big dumb child. Um, yeah. And I thought like the the arc at the, you know, the two episode sort of finale of that first half, which was like again, like, obviously like very story heavy, but where kind of the big like conflict between like the first time they really like kind of face down the diviner and and end up mm-hmm. like beating him and getting the ship and kind of find out what like the main sort of story is. Um Yeah. I thought was good. I This I mean this this is like maybe like a, a consequence of like the kind of media we consume. Cause again, I do watch a lot of kids stuff with my kids. Like mm-hmm. I think you're right about what the theme of the show is, but like, that's what every kid's show is about. Like, like, like that's like what every piece of kids media is about. How that's, like, that's it's fair. about like, like believe in yourself, being yourself like, and how it's, you sometimes it's hard cause you feel like you're alone, but actually you're not alone and it's, you're special and it, it, it and whatever. Yeah. Like it's, that's a fine message. Although I think for me, like, I think they did. It, I don't know. I felt like they kind of like, kept tying it into like the i guess sort of like what a kind of common overall star trek and like especially like starfleet related thing is is of like belonging to something bigger than yourself and like you know these this group that would 
that will like accept everyone and like allow like everyone can contribute but i don't know yeah no i i I don't think you're wrong i i but yeah it's just like the overall like core like what (laughs) what the show i was just like yeah like i i I get it like this is you know you're different and then (laughs) this is about like how you don't have to worry about being different but i do i do agree with you i think i think there's there's the additional you know uh starfleet of it which i I think i which again which is one of the reasons why i really did like that all the world's a stage episode that that one it reminded me a lot of that of like i think it's the first episode of season three of discovery um where oh with the with guy, the guy uh, who's just been on the outpost forever and has never been part of he's never really yeah. been part of starfleet and then he, it's like this about this thing of like exactly like being being a part of kind of like dedicating your life to like being part of like the greater community and then like being like welcomed into that community and like ha- having that community, yeah. like not let you down. Like, like that, that like that collective action really is like a fulfilling thing. Like I liked that a mm-hmm. lot. Um, in both in that episode and, in, and in the, the, the prodigy episode. Um, yeah. it, so there's a couple things I don't want to go too long, but I there's I want to talk about World Cup of Star Trek before this because before before we are done with this, so maybe this is just going to have to be a long episode, yeah. and that's that's okay. Um, but I, I'm curious if you had any things these things, but I, I want to talk about like a, a couple things that I really was struck by in this the show, just from like kind of like an overall yeah. Star Trek perspective. One of them is that like. These, I guess these are kind of two things that are sort of hand in hand because you're, you know, they, 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 you know, Ben mentioned like the salamander thing and it's, it's kind of remarkable how much this really does feel like a Voyager sequel in a lot of ways. And also like along with that, like there is like how nostalgia really does like paper over all sins eventually, <laughs> like where it's, it's just like, and I'm, I'm seeing this now as a, you know, as like a, a, a millennial in my mid thirties where it's like now, you know, finally now there, and I, I don't say finally with like love. I just like, it's finally just like, it's, it's, it had to happen that like, we're starting to not have all of these things that are just like boomer and gen X, you know, reboots of nostalgia things, but now we're also doing it for millennial stuff. And, yeah. and, and like, we're getting like the Santa Claus TV, show. right? Or, or, or you know, like uh, you know, there's that National Treasure TV show, and I, I just rewatched the first National Treasure movie with the kids, and um, I listened to the, I listened to the, the you know, the, the the podcast Blank Check, like on their their Patreon feed, they do they do like commentaries for movies, and so I was listening to the Blank Check commentary sure. for that movie as I was watching it, and they were talking about how like there is a group of people that are our age, maybe and like a little younger than us who are just like, Oh yeah. National treasure, like unimpeachable, like classic entertainment, you know, in the same way that like people older than us, a little older than us feel that way about the Goonies or, or hook or things like that. Yeah. Or ghostbusters. Or, well, yeah. but ghostbusters, I think even though like I, I was in ghostbusters once, I wasn't like a big fan of it. I think like that's, that's a movie where like, I think even at the time was like very critically uh, lauded where it's just like, like I think a lot of these movies that get kind of canonized, it's like they get if a movie is canonized mostly by people who were kids when it came out, it's like mm. it's canonized because you were a kid and you weren't as critical about it, and like you, you know, like you maybe you watched it a lot because it was on TV or whatever. Yeah, and, because, yeah. And, I've thought about that of like movies that just like right like there was a period of time where George of the Jungle was like the fifth best movie I had ever seen. Yeah. That was just because <laughs> you said, I had only you seen, had seen six ten movies. movies. Yeah. Uh, the, or like, I think a big, a big, big one 
with people our age and a little younger than us is uh, DreamWorks movies, where it's like you know DreamWorks animation movies. You know, because when when we were um, growing up, yeah. the those movie most of those movies were, and I think honestly, like rightfully seen as like we Disney we have Pixar at home, you know, type type uh, right. attitude. Like maybe we can trick somebody's grandma into taking this as their kids to this instead. Yeah, and I don't want to I don't want to be universal on that because like. There are some good DreamWorks movies, uh, yeah, although, like I would say, most of the best DreamWorks movies are the ones that were co-produced with Ardman, um, and so don't really count. But it's like I saw someone on Twitter the other day, like talking about how good like Shark Tale was, and I'm like, I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> believe you that that's true. And like it's or, you know people who like people who sincerely talk about like how good B movie is, and it's like B movie is worth watching because it's insane. Like it's it's a very strange movie, but it's not like good like i kind of feel the same way about like the shrek movies too where it's like those movies are like the first couple of those movies are like fine they're they're, like pretty good but they're not like yeah you know they're they're not like rivaling like like pillars of pillars of disney or you look at like what what i don't know i don't know what pixar was making at the same time that shrek came out but like i'm almost certain it was better than shrek you know but like this is the thing like like the it was it was these these movies have been canonized because there's a generation of kids who are now becoming a more dominant market for pop culture that are, mm-hmm. you know, that, that are canonizing them just because they liked them when they were young. And so I think, like, that's such a thing with Voyager where, like, I think, you know, while... But I think it's it's been happening almost, like... It's been happening a lot in the last few years, I think. Like, like I think even when we started this podcast, maybe a little bit, or certainly like a little bit before that, I think Voyager still was kind of seen as like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, at least it's better than Enterprise. Yeah. So, and, 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 I mean, certainly the amount of people who I've seen who are, like, huge Enterprise people online now is all that also seems like it's really growing. But, like... I, but now it's like I think as 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 like the new Star Trek shows on Paramount Plus have continued to come out, like it seems like online just like the, this critical reevaluation of of Voyager is actually being really really good has has really continued and it's and it's funny because yeah. like I mean that happened with the Star Wars prequels. I feel like there was definitely and like in not everybody, but I feel like there was a bunch of people who came like for as long as those movies were talked yeah. like talked about as being so bad. But then a lot of people came out of the woodwork when the new ones came out of being like, oh, well, these are bad. And like, I always liked the, the pre- Yeah, you know, that's going to happen with like people my kids age is that like in 20 years, they're going to be like, oh, start Rise of Skywalker is great. And like, uh, then, then I'll be like, are you serious? Like, you know, uh, right. the because, yeah, I mean, you, that's that's hitting me where I live because it's like I, I really do like the, the Star Wars prequels and. And think they're good. And now I, I could give you, I, I I like to think that I could give you a better reason, a critical argument for like why the star, why, why like Star Wars Episode One is a good movie than I think a lot of people might give you for like why Shark Tale is a good movie or Shrek, you know. Sure. But yeah. but like I, you know, fair is fair. Like I think there is. I mean, certainly I also I watched the first uh, I watched Star Wars Episode One when I was. Uh, 10 you know or and so yeah, like like we like went to theaters and watched those and we're like excited for them to come out yeah so i i'm sure yeah. there is like a big aspect of that of that there but like because it, but it's so funny because it's like you know kim and i are while watching voyager for the first time and i remember when we first started our podcast i was like why are people talking say this isn't good it is good 
because I think we watched a good amount of like good episodes. We, yeah, we had some some really good episodes. Uh, I feel earlier. And, and then like as I've watched it more, I'm like, oh, okay, I get why people don't like this very much. Like even though like there are some episodes of it that I like a lot, like then there's just a lot of episodes where I'm just like, Ugh, whatever. Like, it, it, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to kind of slog through in Voyager. Yeah, and like that salamander thing is, you know, it's like that. That is a notoriously reviled episode, or it was, you know, when when the show came out. Uh, Threshold was. Yeah, it's kind of. I feel, I feel like the go-to of just like like if you want to like talk about Star Trek or about Voyager being bad, it's just like, hey, remember that time that Tom Paris and Janeway turned into and salamanders? Had kids, and had like they, they presumably had sex. <laughs> yeah, like the the. Uh, but but like and I, I'll say it, in the episode's defense a little bit like I I the episodes I hate the most of Star Trek are not one there's no episode I hate of Star Trek the most that is as weird as that episode is like that like that episode is sure. eminently watchable like which is like, you know like the worst episodes of Star Trek are the ones that are really boring or offensive and that one is neither like uh but sure but but yeah like I, I but I I think that that episode used to live in like the uh crush your bones down with a ghost territory of, of episodes for people. And now for it's, it, it's kind of being referenced like semi affectionately in this. And it just felt like, yeah, I mean, it was a joke, but still, but yeah, yeah. I agree that like, I, I was surprised that they would admit, like, I feel like there was a long time where like the institution of star Trek would just rather not admit that that ever existed. Yeah. And, and yeah. And side, you know, cyborg, like you're saying is a perfect example that that's older, but like that, that again, is like a thing of like, you know, and I think that we, and that, that I think I'm not trying to say this is always bad because I think that there are sometimes things that do get more justified critical reevaluations, and we just you know th- that the next episode that's going to come out on our feed after this is our hundredth episode where we talk about uh, Final Frontier, and I think we both agreed that like while that movie doesn't need to be ha- does not need to receive a critical reevaluation, uh, Lawrence Luckenbill's performance in it is good. And, um, and so, like, I, I'm totally fine to see, like, Cybok pop up again. Also, just because I, I, I just kind of generally believe that, like, it's even if, even if something's bad, it's still kind of fun to reuse it in, like, a big universe like this sometimes. But, like, um, oh, shoot, sorry. Uh, the, uh, the, it, it's just interesting to see that happen. Even, like, you, you see things like there's so much, there's so many Kazon in this show. And like Kazon, were like people were like, oh, these guys are just like Klingons, but worse, you know. Like there's yeah, they wrote them off the show like two seasons in, maybe two or three. Yeah, and and, and you know, there's a Borg episode, and not that people dislike the Borg, but like it was this thing where it's just like this is such a this is such a Voyager sequel in so many ways. Where even when even when Janeway is yeah. not on the show, the kind of things they're 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 after, like the things that the things that are in the show, the things they're talking about, the way these characters like operate. Uh, like it's so reminiscent of like the the rhythms of Voyager and like the themes of Voyager and the and the places and the aliens of Voyager and stuff. It was just yeah. I found that very very or even like you said like the and I I don't know maybe like you almost wonder if the that Andorian first officer like if that role was written for Tuvok first and then they yeah like, maybe couldn't get Tim Russ and so like made him someone different because yeah he just like he feels like that type like he just feels like Tuvok the whole time. I mean like not as a criticism of DVD. Like I think he's a good like I like that character. Yeah me a lot, too. But just he brings the same energy I yeah. guess is maybe more accurate. Yep. And I but I liked how that it did just kind of seem to fit in with like Janeway's personality. I think that too that 
like she needs someone like that. I, I think it's interesting too because, like the show, it feels like a little bit is kind of reckoning reckoning somewhat with like Janeway's questionable leadership history. Not fully. It's not, it's not like saying she's bad, and, I, and I'm not even saying she's like a bad captain. But I, I, although I do think she is like probably in terms of I, having not seen enough Enterprise, like I think out of the the first four captains, she is probably like the worst overall in terms of like net decision making. <laughs> but just as far uh, as like doing what a Starfleet captain should. But there are a couple of moments where like she kind of like does jump to a conclusion or whatever in a way that feels like that character, and the and the show seems to be like yeah, like she is kind of sometimes like makes these snap decisions that are wrong. And it, you know, on the flip side, yeah. like there also is that kind of like very you know again going back to the nostalgia factor that very blatant scene where she's in the brig and then someone's like remember one time you made a you lied about something and it was a really a good decision and you did a great job like where it does seem kind of like oh this. yeah like you actually like you you did the like yeah because you were doing it to like help free like refugees or something. yeah and so it's kind of like oh you always meant well which which i i mean i think is true it is not necessarily always like the best uh defense of someone but like you know it it, yeah. it, it was it's it's interesting to see like the show grappling with that and I, I, how did you feel about that? Because I just—I feel like I just talked a lot, uh, but yeah, I agree. I think, and again, like it is, which is one of those interesting things. Because presumably, like if you're ostensibly making a a kids show, like most of the kids watching this on Nickelodeon have, will not have watched Star Trek Voyage. Yeah, right. Like I think I think your kids are like an exception, and they've probably only seen like a handful. Yeah, because they're not watching like doing the full watch no no they just they watch episodes they've seen they watch episodes with me sometimes when i watch them for the podcast so that's that's about it yeah so they kind of like like they know who janeway and chakotay are probably and have seen a case on but yeah but but i think there's like some kind of references that they which i guess is kind of always the thing with like kids shows it's like are the references just being thrown in there to like keep the parents interested or um, i i I thought that was a good balance though because like it's not that was like one of the things I liked about it because I was like, oh yeah, this this is like a content for the adults that is it, it totally works just fine. It's not like distracting. It's it's not it's it it doesn't not work yeah. in the show, but it's like an interesting way to like kind of address these things that if you're maybe a parent watching this with your kids that you that you might you know find notable. Yeah, that you know? it's it's still and again I think that's also something that once they kind of reach the alpha quadrant in the second half, like it feels more like it's happening in the, in the world of Star Trek. Whereas I think most of the first season was just kind of like, could be any sci-fi show about like kids on Mm -hmm. the ship um, going from place to place. I, so, you know, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about is that I think this, this, this year, 2022 uh, I think is also like a, a really interesting kind of inflection point for the franchise of Star Trek as a whole, because it feels like like this uh, a lot of stuff that we've run into in this in this year. Because how many how many how many uh, seasons of Star Trek have finished this year? There's uh, I think um, five, four, or five, probably five. Cause what, yeah. cause, well, because because here I'm looking at the list of like because on the episode list for season one of prodigy they say like hiatus for discovery season four part one and then like a few episodes later so it's five shows ended this year yeah discovery season four picard season two strange new worlds and lower deck season yeah and now this so there have been five five uh seasons of star trek that have reached their terminus in 2022 and 
Um, also, it's crazy that Discovery season four seems more recent than than like this spring. But Maybe anyway, uh, the yeah. um, it's interesting because this season really this 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 year really seems like a year in which like the writers of these shows have kind of now been reckoning with the legacy of the previous generation of shows in an interesting way. Like, like, because there still is definitely a lot of like that kind of like bringing back these elements they liked, you know, like bringing back elements of TNG and a little bit of DS9 and a lot of Voyager, you know, and like playing with them. But also like, I was like, it's very, it's very interesting to see that there have been two different shows this year that have basically been like, maybe we need to ease up on the, the, the genetic modification stuff that's in, that's in, uh, you know, the previous eras of Trek, you know, like maybe we need to, maybe we need to like, be like, this is not all bad, you know, because, because that's, that's a, a big, yeah. a big subplot I, I in, just, yeah, that's, in Strange New World season one yeah, and a big subplot in this show too. Yeah. That like Starfleet has banned genetic modification and like refuses to let anyone that's been genetically modified into Starfleet. Yeah. Um, which, and, and apparently has like carried through cause right. Cause like that's, like several hundred years apart mm-hmm. to if strange new worlds is right. Cause that's the whole thing in strange new worlds is, I don't think it's, I think it's, I think uh, it's about 150 years, but I can, or maybe, maybe a hundred. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not that long, but yeah, it's, yeah. is that number one is, uh, I forget what she's something. She's something with her races, but yeah, but they like that are genetically modified and they're like, can like kick her out of Starfleet. And then when we find out that Dal is like the product of, Assuming apparently, what? didn't they say he's a product of Ark? Isn't that the guy from from season two of Picard? Is I, it? I, I gotta look this up now. I can never keep my students straight. Yeah, I think he's. I think. Um, I think that's either the Picard. It's like definitely a soon that we've seen on a show. I think it's either the Picard soon or maybe the Enterprise soon. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're just like, oh well, you'll never be able to join Starfleet because they like ban people who have been genetically modified which just like seems like a very for sort of all of the kind of openness and diversity of star Trek, seems a little narrow-minded well but it's and i guess they're kind of trying to address that but. well it's interesting because it's like this is a way that like i don't i don't like in there are some star trek shows where i think especially in like the early seasons of discovery and like season one of of uh, picard where it's like what if Starfleet is bad, actually, you know, which I don't, I don't really like, but I I think that there are ways to kind of be like, even in what we would consider to be like a utopia, like people still need to like learn and change. And I think that like, uh, so Ark Sung is the person, by the way, who is, yeah. So this is, this is, this is, um, the guy who is, uh, Enterprise. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then Ad- Adam Soon is the guy from Picard. So, anyway, um, so uh, yeah, I think I think that it's like uh, it's interesting how like there there even even in this like world of of like a utopia, like you still have your prejudi- prejudices that you don't realize, and you still have like there's still always room to improve, and so like because it's like it is understandable why they did that right you know it's like because the 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 eugenics wars like they they were they were they almost destroyed earth you know like like uh and and so like it 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 makes sense why they would have a reaction against that in the same way where it's like 
you know, for a long time, like seven is not allowed to be in Starfleet because yeah, like Wolf 359, it just happened, you know, like, and and so they're, they're afraid of that, but it's like, you know, I think, I think part of it is just like the idea of like, you don't need to like, you don't need to like act on this fear where, because it's like, it's interesting because like, obviously like they had, they do have genetically augmented people in Starfleet at this time because, uh, what's his face is, is in, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Bashir, Bashir, yeah, he's in Starfleet at the right. time, but but he has to keep it secret. Too, well, but they right? but they do like find people do find days. out, and then he still kind of keeps it under his hat. But like he doesn't get kicked out, you know. Like, but but yeah, but even that, it's like in that show, it's kind of like, well, you didn't know, and so you're just kind of grandfathered in, I guess. We'll, we'll we'll look the other way. Where in this, it's kind of more like, well, you know, genetic genetic eugenics is bad, but like if you are. And, and, and I think honestly, like, it's like, what, what is being done to, to Dal is eugenics, you know, like, or, or, or some like weird version of it. Whereas, as opposed to like, yeah. like what, I guess, I, I don't know. It's like, that, that's also a fine. It's what is eugenics versus genetic modification. But like, but you know, where it's like, what is being, what is done to, um, to number one is inarguably good. Like, and it's just like, they basically just like, basically figured out a way to like, make you be born with a vaccine in you, you know, like, like, which is, which is fine. Like, like, um, the, uh, so like, but I think it's, it's, it, to me, it does feel like very, though, like kind of, it's in conversation with that old stuff. Cause it's saying like, yeah, like there's still like bad versions of this, but also like, you know, people now, you know, make choices to like voluntarily, like, uh, voluntarily alter their genetics or like their physical, appearance you know in ways to like that that make them more satisfied with who they are you know like 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 like, more comfortable in their own bodies and stuff and like it feels like their version of like being like trying to address that but also trying to be like yeah like you know this is something where it's like it's understandable why this paranoia has infiltrated uh starfleet but like it doesn't mean that like Starfleet isn't just because like it's Starfleet is a utopia doesn't mean that it's actually perfect. And so like there's still room for for this stuff to grow. Yeah, like that's it's possible for them to like think that they're being progressive but actually still be like wrong about it. Yeah, something. but I, I don't think it's just in this augment stuff either. I think again, not a coincidence, I think that that both Lower Decks and Prodigy have like these this plot about how like one time we got visited by someone from Starfleet and then uh and then, and they then were we like, just kind of oh, okay, like we fixed everything screwed off for hundreds there. of years and then like didn't really check on them and stuff. And, and I think it, additionally yeah. in prodigy, there is like this, the, the other subtext is that basically they thought that they weren't ready for this. And so it's like, there, there's like kind of this weird, like, like a little bit of a critique of the prime directive at, as like cultural imperialism, you know, like where it's, where it's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like who are you to say like, who's ready or not ready? Like you're, you're still making yeah. a judgment. Like it's almost like this thing of like, by virtue, like like the vir- by virtue of like non act, not acting, not intervening, you are still making a choice. Where it's like, the prime directive. I don't think they're saying that's like actually, the prime directive is actually a bad thing. But like, maybe it it is okay to be a little more flexible with that than like maybe the old shows would have had you, uh, believe. Right. You know? That like once we have like once this thing has started happening on this planet, like do we have some responsibility to help her? Are we just like, Oh, nope, we can't intervene. I guess we just have to like let them all destroy themselves. And yeah, 
billions of people died. And I still, I, and I don't really like, think that like it's not our fault. It's what they did to yeah, themselves. Yeah, and, and I don't think that like what happened on Solom is like actually Starfleet's fault. But I just think that it's it's interesting that like they're they're kind of like reexamining these things. And I think that is it's ultimately like one of the most interesting things about all of Star Trek is that it's like people who are getting together to be like, what do we envision? What do we envision like a perfect society would look like? And, and, and the struggles to get toward that and how that really does change and people are trying to like improve on that vision for every generation. And so I, I think that is very interesting about the show and about like this whole series, this whole this whole franchise, even though there's a lot of seasons of new Star Trek that I'm not a big fan of from an actual like story structure or like being entertaining standpoint. Although now like I think this this is by far the best year of new trek that has been so far i would say at this point like oh as a as a as an overall like even even if i was like even if this 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 year doesn't contain my favorite season of new star trek which is probably like season one or two of lord x like i think just from like an overall like baseline quality like second half of second half of season one of prodigy and season you know season three of of lord x still being pretty good and season two of Picard being like someone interesting, and I think Strange New Worlds being like legit very good. Like, yeah, and even season four of Discovery, I feel like you liked more than yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, but I like it more than season some, some, yeah, other, some Discovery, other Discovery. At least. I, mean, I would say I would still say that's the worst season of of Star Trek that came out this year. But but like uh, the yeah, it's just it's interesting to to see like that shift and I, yeah, I like that. I like I like people. Like grappling with that in a way that is not like the not like the 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 other the other way you can go with the stuff like the kind of like JGA from Star Wars of like this uh, this last thing was dumb like let, let's we're gonna you know like like just where it's like what if we take what how, how do we take this and talk about it and learn from it and kind of critique it and then we move forward you know like kind of have it all be like a part of a piece and so like I thought that was really interesting again from like a a metatextual yeah. standpoint of of like uh, the writers having some interesting things to say there. Um, yeah, I thought that was very like thoughtful. I don't know. Um, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about with this show before we try to talk about other topic? I, 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 like I said, I think the first uh, half I was not really super into, so. but like the second half, you know, pretty good uh, for a lot of it. Not yeah. not not every episode, but I liked. I, I was definitely you know pretty watchable. I enjoyed watching it with my kids. I'm I'm curious to see yeah. what will happen in the next in the next season. Um, so yeah, I guess the the one thing that I don't know that we really have much to say about it, but the least bears mention is the um, the episode on the holodeck where they kind of pay homage to. Uh, I'll let you say his name this time. <laughs> to all of the uh, all of the like former cast members that aren't with us anymore. And uh, LCA yes. yes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but but where like Dal goes on the holodeck is just like, give me the best crew you can. And so it's, I think it's Spock and Uhura. So, and Scotty and for a second. Yeah. Odo. And, and Odo. Yeah. And Crusher. Yeah. And then Crusher. Um, yeah. Um, I thought it was like fun yeah, enough. I, I, I rewatched the first. So the first time I watched the show, I, I got through like the first, uh, I think seven episodes and then, stopped because i was getting bored of it and the kids are getting bored of it and then they announced that they were going to that, that what was definitely what I, what I am almost certain was the actual second season of the show was going to just become the second half of season one 
And so then we were like, all right, well, I guess we'll, we'll do the, the special later. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop watching this. And then, so I rewatched, just to refresh my memory, I rewatched those, those seven episodes I watched before. And then the kids actually started watching with me again, like when I started watching the new episodes. And, um, and I rewatched the, I would say watching the first seven episodes again, I was like, I liked them less because I was like, these don't really hold up to be watched again. And, and I think probably I liked that holodeck episode the most out of those, those first seven and watching it again. I was like, I appreciate what they're trying to do, but like, there just isn't a lot there, there, you know, like, uh, it's just kind of like, Oh, he talks to these people and then their voices are there. And it's like a cool way to honor them. Yeah. But like the episode is itself, isn't actually that interesting or like insightful, but yeah, I agree. It's more kind of what it was than, um, really be in it. And then it is just like sort of distracting where it's just like so clearly like <laughs> the audio quality like a of everyone. different quality of yeah, audio. Oh yeah. Even like from line yeah, to line. Yeah. I think especially with Nimoy I noticed that. Yeah because they're pulling some extra movies you have, like, so many different episodes. Yeah. Yeah that like from line to line it would be like t- sound totally different. Yeah and so yeah like it's just like it's it's like Nimoy and uh, Nichelle Nichols and um and uh uh yeah, James Dewan. Dewan sound way different than Renee, uh, who then sounds way different than than yeah. Gates McFadden does. But I was like, oh, yeah. good for you, Gates Although McFadden. Apparently, like, Gates McFadden actually did record her line. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, and I was like, I was, I was happy That's for her that she gets to be in, and then she obviously she gets to be in, in the next season. Yeah, which means that now, what is is Michael Doran like the last person to get to be in another? Well, has has because now has or I guess. Uh, Burton yeah, I don't think he's been on. I don't think he's been on any new stuff. Um, uh, I guess since Voyager, right, right. Um, uh, well, but yeah, but you know, Dorn obviously was in DS Nine, and then Dorn was on DS Nine. Yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I think they, they. It seemed like they kind of figured it out. Um, I will say one other thing. Just I wouldn't dwell on this too much, but. I really, I think you and I disagree on this a little bit. I really don't like the way the show looks, like, at all. Like, I think that it, I... Yeah, I think as I looked at it more, I think the the actual, like, art and design, I think is is pretty good. I agree with you that, like, the animation itself is, I think, where it, what looks bad. Yeah, it just looks like it's, like, a low frame rate or something. Like, it just, and, like, I, I found a lot when I was streaming it that, like, they're they're the 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 words didn't always a hundred percent like it almost like it yeah once you noticed that or once you mentioned that i started noticing it, it. it almost looks like it's dubbed in english like where it's just like, where it, like <laughs> right like their 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 line readings don't always match up i don't know i i just kind of yeah. generally find i don't even really necessarily agree on i, I think that gwen is a cool design but like I just so don't like this style of animation anyway. And, and, and I, 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 f- I found like a lot of it to kind of be like kind of, especially towards the beginning. Again, I think even maybe they, they improved their budget or something in the second half of the season. But like I found a lot of just like the, the designs to be kind of like garish. Like, uh, you know, we, we were comparing it to Rebels and you were saying that like it looks a lot better to you than Rebels or, or Clone Wars did. I think Clone Wars to me gets away with it because like there is like a stylization there where it's like, yeah, I think clone wars look um, really good. where it's like, I, yeah, I would say clone wars probably even looked better than this. Um, yeah. Rebels just looked so, I don't know, like low res. I think 
I think the character models in this look better than Rebels, but like I think the animation is a little more fluid. But then I I, I think that like the ships, yeah. the ships in in Rebels, I think look so and a lot of the vehicles and stuff I think look better because like there's there's something in like the Rebels stuff where like it, it kind of seems like they're they're almost basing especially when you look at like Darth Vader in in Rebels where it's like. It almost seems like they're basing that stuff a little bit more on like the Macquarie drawings than they are on like how they actually look mm-hmm. in the movies. Um, and I think that like the ships, like I think the the ending where they where they do like the the big ship battle in 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 Prodigy looks pretty good. And like I, I liked seeing like some of the stuff like the Defiant class ship and I thought like, that stuff looked pretty good. I think a lot of the art of it I wasn't super huge on, but I don't know like. It, yeah, yeah the, the action, but I do agree. Though. I think the, the I animation, think the animation rate was like, or like the the weird like way it wasn't animated. Those, that, that was yeah. the most attracting thing to me. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they'll have that figured out in the future. We'll, we'll see. But um, overall, though, like like I said, by the end of it, I was like, when 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 Janeway, like when Janeway hologram dies, I was like, you know what? This is actually this is getting me a little bit. Like like yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and like you know also like. I was like, I want to find out what happens to Chakotay. Like, like I, at the end, I was like, yeah, I want right. to. Let's go. Let's find Chakotay. Let's see what's going on with him. Let's go like, to the future. You know, like, uh, so, so that was good. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't. You know, the way I felt about the show for the first half of the show, I was not expecting to have like any real level of emotional investment in it by the end, and I did. So, like, I, I have to give them props for that. So, there you go. Okay, so we got a little bit of time left still. We're gonna. This is a long episode, um, but I wanted to talk about. Have you have you sneaked a peek at any of the World Cup of Star Trek stuff on Twitter lately? I have not. Also, by the way, I think I think we're pretty soon we're about to get to our episodes of 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 for like a couple there were like a couple of of, of records I think where we were talking about how um uh we weren't sure we were referencing our Twitter page and we were like maybe Twitter won't be a thing by the time that, <laughs> if but it still is a thing. It's it's hanging yeah, on. Um, yeah. So, uh, World, Cup of, uh, World Cup of Star Trek, we've re- referenced it a few times on the show. It is a Twitter account that has these polls that go up where you kind of face off different things against each other. And um, we had mentioned this one uh, a, a while ago. Uh, this the, the one that they just finished doing is the best season of Star Trek. So be, they, all, every season yeah. of Star Trek, including Prodigy, was faced off against each other and people got to vote on them to in like, kind of like a March Madness style bracket to come up with what the best ever season of Star Trek uh, is. And um, I found this one pretty fascinating because I think it's a good list because there's not, it's not that long of a competition. Like one of the problems with like some of the other things, like for example, best ever character is that they did every character that's ever been on any episode of Star Trek and has a memory alpha entry. And so it took a long time. And the first like two or three rounds were just kind of like, it was just like, a random crewman versus this Ferengi you see the back of their head one time, you know, or whatever, you know. And right. in this one, it was like the... the, the and Bashir's yeah, parents. The matchups were were meaningful right away because every episode of, um, you know, every every season of Star Trek is notable in some, in some form. And there are only 41 yeah. of them overall. Um, yeah, so it is like a real yeah. bracket. And, but also like... And I saw some of people online talking about this. Like some of the positions of some of the things that ended up are like kind of insane where it's like you just wonder like who was or wasn't voting that day. Like like and, and like how some of these things happen, because I think if you I think if you ask people to rank individual seasons of the show, 
Like, like if you said like rank the episode, like if you, if, if I asked you, mm-hmm. what do you think is the consensus ranking of the three seasons that exist of the original series? What would you say the answer to that is? I mean, probably one, two, Yeah, three, I think that's right? correct. I think that's what most people would say. That is not how those episodes ended up. <laughs> that's not, that's not really? how those, those See, seasons ended up I expected one faring. to be like in contention for like top season of all of like all of Star Trek. Uh, I expected it to be like in the top. Yeah, it's, it's like there's there's so few of these that like I'm tempted almost to like just read them all out to you, but uh, maybe I won't do that. But so what do you? I guess first question: What do you think the worst, the worst like two or three seasons of of uh, Star Trek are based on this uh, the system? Yeah, I mean, I I mean again like a lot of trash gets talked about uh, TNG season one, but I feel like for good reason. I would say. Because, yeah, I would have to put TNG Season 1 up there, maybe Voyager Season 1, really. Um, I, I think that TNG Season I, 1 I, is I guess maybe we, again, the like, I, worst, like, in my opinion. Like, like, yeah. I mean, I... Again, like, I, Enter, like Enterprise... I don't know that there's... Like, Enterprise is, is one of those where it's just, like... Like, TNG Season 1 is, like, actively bad, right? Like, there's so many episodes in TNG Season 1 where you're just like, that was bad television. Yeah. And I feel like most of the worst Enterprise we've seen has just been kind of like, this is just kind of uninteresting. Yeah. Um, but I don't, like, hate it. Um, yeah, there's 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 multiple episodes I mean, in could, TNG like, Season 1 where I'm like, this this could be the worst episode ever of, of Star Trek, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, Dis- like, I personally really dislike Discovery Season 1, but even if you want to go, like, Right, like I don't like like the writing or many performances in Discovery Season One, but at least like the production of Discovery Season One is still way better than like right because like TNG Season One is like bad and boring, but also kind of cheap. Uh, yeah. So TNG Season know. One is yeah. number thirty-one on this list, which means that there are ten out of really ten seasons, ten seasons of Star Trek, Trek that are that are uh, better, that are worse than it. And al- almost, That's... almost all of these, I would say objectively not true. Like, so, okay. So let's, <laughs> I'll count, I'll count That's down. Wild. I'll count down for, so, so that was 31. So 32. So the 10th worst mm-hmm. is Picard season two. False, like that's just false. Like that's Picard season two. Object yeah. for all its problems, like the better season ad- of Picard, objectively better than season one of TNG. Uh, yeah. And again, like we had plenty of problems with Picard season two, but yes, better yeah. television for so, sure. So number thirty-three, Lower Decks season three, again false, for be- no. the false, objectively, objectively yes. uh, better. I mean, yes, the the worst season of Lower Decks, but still, yes, like uh, one of my favorites. Uh, th- uh, th- uh, 30, 34, season four of Discovery. Uh, I would not agree with that either. Like, uh, yeah, I um, disagree. Uh, number thirty-five, uh, uh, Prodigy season one, which which I would cer- certainly say after the second half of Prodigy, no, because <laughs> yeah, I guess depending on like how much people have seen. But still, this is I yeah. mean, this is the thing though is that like T- TNG, there's like twenty-six episodes of TNG season one or something like that, and there are what like two good episodes, two three good maybe, like ones. like there are so few <laughs> good episodes of it. Yeah, there are more than three good episodes of 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 prodigy by the end of it anyway, you know, like, um, number yeah. 36 discovery season three. Uh, don't agree with you. That, that, that actually might be, mm. my, that might be my favorite as season of, of discovery. Maybe is season three. Um, 
Yeah. It's... Uh, okay, is it number 37, Lower Decks Season 1, which is maybe the, maybe the best what? season of Lower Decks. Uh, so it, but it, it's a, now you're starting yeah. to see the weirdness where it's like, why is that one rated lower than season three of, of Lower Decks? You know, like it's 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 odd. Right. Uh, number yeah. number. Th- and again, like I get the Lower Decks isn't for everybody, but I like I would say that's one of my top seasons of like any Star yeah. Trek. Like season one of Lower Decks, I thought was so um, good. Uh, number thirty-eight, Discovery season one. That one, I'm like, okay, like not only can I see that just from my pure enjoyment level of it, but also like. I know that 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 that's a very very polarizing season of television. I think that there's a lot of people who are like, all right, I'll sure. give it a try, and then they got on and like, nope, not I don't. Not only do I not like this, I don't really like the direction of Star yeah, Trek now. Not- and it's like, and I think that is honestly fair. Like like like, uh, yes. and I understand too why that show has its fans, but like, I really don't like that season. And I, but also, it's just, I I can see why some people are like, oh, I would prefer to watch something else. You know, like like anything else. Um, yes. Uh, number 39 is Picard season one. That's another one where I'm kind of like, okay, like I do get that. Like, yeah, you have to like, there's a level of, and there's maybe there's recency. I don't know. Like recency bias where you just like assume that TNG season one was not very bad because it's TNG. Well, I'm like, don't (laughs) just like, but yeah, it's just bad. Picard season one also has like shares in common. I think the worst thing about, uh, TNG season one, which is that it's really boring for most of it. Like it's sure. just so, so boring. Um, so that's, so there's a Picard season one is the third, third worst, uh, season of, of television for, 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 so then, so the number 40, and this one I vociferously disagree with is DS nine season one, which like, sorry, like ha- having now seen every season <laughs> one of every Star Trek show, except for, Except for uh, Enterprise, that's just not true. Like, there's, like, like it, it, there are definitely yeah. season one of DS Nine is probably the worst. Um, season is probably the worst season of DS Nine. But like, it is better than it's just it just is better than Voyager or or TNG. Like, I know you can't comment on it, but it's like it is. Yeah. Like, there's just more good episodes of it. And, and but also, no, it's just seen, like because I've seen season one. I've seen season one of Deeps. I mean, it's been a long time now, but yeah. And, and again, like I watched it. It was, it was. I think just kind of. I feel like uh, like season ones can be of just any kind of show yeah. where it's just like they're just kind of like they're figuring out who the characters are. It's a little like boring and kind of just like not like there's no kind of big driving action that's really getting you invested it's just kind of like stuff's happening and i'm not sure why I but there are there are no episodes of that show that are as bad as code of honor skin of evil, evil justice like like, like to name sure. three you know like and prob- prob- like I, probably the naked now like is there just aren't there just aren't any of them there's nothing that is just like embarrassingly terrible you know like um yeah, uh, I would say the season one of season one of DS Nine is also probably better than season two of TNG for you know, which does not appear on this list at all. And then number forty one is uh, the animated series season two, which is not surprising to me that it's there because I think the animated series still does have a very bad reputation, and then season two is like as an even worse out of those. I don't know that I would. Yeah, I don't know that I would. And it may that may also be the kind of thing where like. Because of the way, because it is as like a head-to-head matchup, like people that hadn't seen it would just go vote for they whatever seen, yeah. the other yeah. one it was, where they'd be like, "Well, I don't know what anything about season two of animated series, but like it's up against like you know some random like season, yeah, 
to a Voyager, which like is I don't know, probably better. Yeah, yeah. and they're only they're they're also yeah. only six episodes of it. Like this is part of the thing. It's it's like so it's it's yeah. very short. And like I, I I don't really know what any of these. I mean, I, I've seen all of these, um, but I don't really remember very much about any of any of these episodes either. Because like you know, like Magic Two and and like and, and, uh, yeah. and like uh, yesteryear and like more troubles, more troubles. Those are all from season one. So I understand that one, even if like, I like watching old things. I like watching weird things that are like kind of not very well made and stuff like, so it's like, I think that like as a personal interest thing, I'm probably going, I would probably rewatch and also just like in a, it's shorter. I I would probably at this point rather Mm rewatch season two of the animated series before watching season one of, of TNG, which is also very long in addition to everything else about it. Like, so, but I, but I get it. I I, like, I understand that one being where it is. Um, So then, all right, let's, let's, let's scroll up and we don't need to like say all of these things. Uh, But like, so you have any guesses as, so, uh, uh, you know, some, some of the weird order things. Um, Season three of, of, TOS, as it should be, is is ranked third out of the TOS seasons. And that, that one comes in at number twenty that sure. one comes in at number twenty-four. So, you know, between that and 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 TNG season one, you've got uh, at number twenty-five is Voyager season two, then Discovery season two, Enterprise season one, Lower Deck season two. So Lower Deck season two tops out. That's the that's the the, the best season of Lower Decks according to this poll, is at number twenty-eight, which I think is wrong. But um Wow. Uh, I know that that is also like a weirdly polarizing show. A lot of people don't like that style, or they, you know, I think it's part of like the general like Rick and Morty backlash that is happening right now with a lot of people. But um, and number twenty nine is Voyager season one, and then animated series animated series season one is number thirty, which I think is again a little low for me, but I, I, I get it. Um, and then yeah, then uh, but then season two of or season one of of TOS, which I would say not only is the best season of TOS, but I was like arguably among the best seasons of Star Trek. Of Star Trek. Oh yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I would, I would have put that as like a contender for is number 15, um, hmm. which is just like, and a lot of people have commenting how insane that is. And then also insane that like it's placement overall, but also like how did season two, which is still good, but like, how did that make it so far up above it? Because season two is in the top 10. Um, Season two is in really? the top five, actually, uh, and, and which is yeah, which I might I might put it there myself. I might put both of those seasons there, but like it's it's very strange. Like there are some people who uh, that's a lot of people saying like, oh yeah, this is yeah, it must have been like a weird matchup or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, an an odd one to be sure, but um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's interesting though because I would say with with, with a couple of exceptions like. Despite all of our talk about the critical reappraisals of these things, like from a season to season basis, like with the exception of that that weird thing, like when you get into like the cream of the crop, most of these are actually pretty. Uh, the top ones are like pretty representative of I think how like the Star Trek polity generally has felt about these shows for a long time, um, okay. which I thought was interesting because uh, so um, there are. Let me see if I can. If it, to, to help guide your your guessing here a little bit, so uh, yeah. the so the top ten there are I believe there is one season of Voyager in the top ten. There is one season of I won't say what show, but there is one season of New Trek in the top ten. 
Okay, yeah. It took me a second. I was like, really? And then I was like, there okay, is, yeah. uh, uh, let me see. There's one, there's one season of TNG in the top 10. There's one, two, three. Sorry, there's, sorry, there's one season of TOS in the top 10. There's, there's, there's four, there, and there's four right. seasons of TNG in the top 10. And then there are, I believe, three seasons of, I did that math right, of DS9 in the top 10. And I was very pleased to see, like, like that there were, I think there still are, they're quieter now, because I think most of those people, most of them are significantly older than us. But, like, they're, they're, I think they're all, all Gen X people, but there are, there are still, like, a lot of, like, uh, DS9 is low key the best, the best, se- the best season, the best show of Star Trek. There are a lot of lo- lo- low key, like, real head. DS9 people out there still, which was very satisfying to me to see. So any uh, any guesses, like, with that kind of breakdown? Like, what would you say? Yeah. So I think, I would say the... I don't even know about the Voyager one. Well, this is the, I would probably disagree with this. Voyager, I think, was one, like, kind of polarizing one, where I think there's a lot of people that, like, don't... Like, Seven of Nine era Voyager. Most people are incorrect. <laughs> even though... Yeah, be, be, just because of, objectively like, better. There's so many like bad Borg episodes. Yeah, you're right, but like there's so many good Voyager, and like that's what you think of that you're just like, oh, like yeah, that's when like Unimatrix Zero happened or Dark Frontier yeah. or whatever. Um, probably Voyager. That's six? right. Voyager season six is number ten on this list, yeah. which I would say that's the one. That's the season we're going through right now, and I don't. I think I would probably honestly go with season four or maybe five. Like having not seen all of seven, although we've seen a lot of good episodes from yeah. seven. So, um, yeah, I think seven. There's a lot of good episodes, but I think people got like, I think people get very sour about the. End. There's some really good stuff in season six. Like, like season six has blink of the eye, blink of, blink of an eye in it, and it has like, um, it has. Uh, you said you just watched Lift House. Yeah, Lift House Prosper, Prosper is yeah. great. It's got Virtuoso is in it, um, with the one where, like, mm, I, so yeah. there's some really good stuff in it, but there's a lot of just kind of like boring, like Equinox Part Two is in it, but there's a lot of like really kind of like boring craft in it, which is sort of true of every season of, of Voyager, but like, Voyager. Yeah. I think that like there's a they they they're actually it's the show is a little bit less about Seven in, in this season, and which I think is a little mm. bit I don't know I, I'm always like the more that the show is about Seven and the Doctor, the more I'm kind of usually into it at this point. Um, so I would maybe give it yeah. to like one of the, the seasons that's a little bit more about like seven figuring some stuff out about herself. But, um, but, yeah. uh, is, is TNG just like four, five, six, and seven? Let's see. So, or, so, or, let me see, well, check it. no, because no, because I mean, season three, I think is one of usually three, one of the people. Yeah. Three is actually probably one of the, one of the, yeah. So it's, yeah, three is pretty good. So I would have, I would have actually guessed if you had told me there were four, I would have guessed three, four, five, and six. But six does not make it on here. It's actually, it's, it's, it's three, four, five, and seven. Season six. Season six ends up in number twelve. Um, so seven, mm. which I know has its critics, and we've seen a couple episodes from season seven that are not great. And like that's that's got like the you know, crusher bones down. I can't wait. To, I can't wait till we talk about that episode because I feel like we reference it all the time. <laughs> but like, uh, so that that's um, season seven is number eight. Uh, season five, which is which I would maybe say is actually the best the best season because that's got both the inner light and Darmok in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Season seven. Se- oh, and I because I Borg is the Hugh one. Right? Uh, yes. Yes. And then it's got Ensign. Rose. Yeah. Season yeah. five is a banger. That's a good um, one. So that but that's that's number seven. And the first time zero, which is the yeah. better one. So that's that's number seven. Yeah. Um, season three, which I think is another one that is a big contender for 
that's also, that's, yeah, that's number that's six. And then season season four is number three. So no hmm. no uh, no top none of the, none of the top two uh, for for TNG. So season four, just for our. It's got, that's got Best of Both Worlds Part 2, which, again, is not the better... Yeah. Again, Best of Both Worlds Part 1 is the better one, and that's in Season 3. Um, let's see. What else is in this season? Um, yeah, there's a bunch of these that I don't know, that I'm sure that I don't know the name, I guess. Yes, yeah, I'm looking at this, and it's like, there's some good stuff in this, but, like, like Clues is fun. Uh, uh, but I don't know that I would... This, is, this would not... Oh, Cupid is fun, you know? Yeah. I don't know that I'd say it's better than Vive, though. Yeah. Uh, is the is the drumhead the one with the three lights? Is that that one? No, that's uh, okay. Yeah. Band. Oh, half half a life is Which in this. Is... That's a that's a good episode. But I I would not say this was this is the best TNG or TNG season. I, I would probably say five or three yeah. probably for my money. But um, uh, and then so then yeah so then so have you figured out which uh which season which new Trek season it is? It's. I'm. I'm guessing it's Strange yeah. New Worlds because I feel like that was like. I. I, I think everyone had positive feelings. Yep, about so that, that it was. It was Strange New Worlds. Um, and season one, which ended up at number nine, which I was surprised, but like also like I was like, yeah, that is a good season. I. I, I give it props. I, I don't know that I'd put it in my personal top yeah. ten, but like it is good. Like, and, and I was happy to see it get kind of recognized. Um, so, yeah. And then you already said the original series was. Yep, and that's two, number that's number which, five, and and so. I'm yeah. I'm still shocked that season one of the original series top three. Yeah. Like, I agree, yeah. but yeah. So and a lot of people a lot of people were expressing the same thing. And again, there are very good episodes in season two. Season two's got a muck time. It's got the changeling. It's got mirror mirror. It's got the doomsday machine. It's got it's got cat's paw. You know, it's got I mud. It's got journey to Babel. Like mm-hmm. I just like there's so many good episodes of it. But then season one, it's got trouble yeah. with triples. Got a piece of the action, like it's it's a great. It's I'm not that's, that's I'm not fair. I'm not yeah. I'm not. Uh, I hope I'm not damning it with faint praise. It's very good. I, I just I just surprising to see that season one is not also up there. Um, yeah, yeah. So then we got three DS9 seasons. So DS9 season. I'm guessing six. Uh, six, six, is, or six, or six is number one because yeah. there's seven six seasons, is number one, right? Five is number two, and four is number number okay. four. So, which are. Oh, people didn't uh, like seven. People like seven fine, but the problem with seven is that it's post Jadzia. It's got, it's got. I think that's. Oh, the big okay. Thing that so she, don't so like that's about. the finale of six. Is when is yeah. That's right. I was trying to remember if that happens like at the end of six or like midway through. Yep, it's end of end of it's the it's, yeah, it's the, like I guess the, the season of finale of of yeah it is. It I is, think yeah. it is because then Cisco goes back to shell clams. Yep, and season seven is good still, and season seven is, is in the teens. I think on this. Um, but yeah, okay. so, but yeah, six is like, it's really, really getting into the serialization and, 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 mm-hmm. it yeah. On it. yeah, cause yeah, it's not, it's not a coincidence. I think that like three, you know, three, four or four, five and six are the seasons where Worf and Jadzi are both on the show. Like, um, and those are sure. the, you know, those are the, those are the ones around here. Cause yeah, season six is really good. Um, and, but season, season four and five, five are both very good as well. So. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's I, – I would not have I, – I would have thought, like, if you'd asked me what's going to win, I would have said, like, season three or five of TNG are going to win. Like, if you if you would – or, you know, m- maybe season one of TOS. Yeah. But and to me, it's becoming clear from these polls that, like, there just aren't enough people who are, like, huge T- 
TOS fans that are on Twitter for these for it to like win out anymore because like you go back and you look at like yeah which for like most of the history of Star Trek fandom probably would have yeah, been the case you you because you look at like who is winning these things and this is certainly the first this is the first uh, uh, um, like outright DS9 thing DS9. to win you know I guess I guess Wrath of Khan Wrath of Khan won the movie it won, won the store the the stories and then but then Picard. And the Enterprise D won for for a character and ship, and then, and then the Enterprise, which I think that's from that is from your motion picture maybe. So that that did win. So I guess there's been some TOS stuff that have won, but yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the first uh, the first uh, DS9 thing that has won. So I was like, oh yeah, that's that's great. That's that's cool to see. So um, <laughs> yeah, this is a fun one. I don't know what they're going to do next. Uh, I hope they do uniforms soon. That would be a fun one to do. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah. One more thing. What do you think of the uniforms? Uh, the 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 uniforms they kind of like replicate for themselves uh, on Prodigy, but then they, they end up wearing at the end of the. Well, so I couldn't tell if there were like two different. I think there may have been two different. Oh, really? Sets of uniforms. I thought they looked the same to me. I, I could be were wrong they? about that though. They don't I show was, them that often. Yeah, I was not a huge fan. I thought whatever. Now was Janeway wearing the same? uniform i think she i think she's just wearing like a like like a uh, hologram jane oh yeah i think she's well she wears her own uniform i think she i think at the beginning she wears like a voyager style uniform but i think she changes her uniform later yeah then at some point she has like a black or like dark gray uniform that has like the red like has like a just a little bit of red trim on the shoulders yeah. but I, I couldn't tell if like that was because i felt like the ones the kids were wearing were like two they were like white and black Oh yeah, you're right. There's I'm looking at it now. There's like there were ones they were wearing that I was like, "This too white." I just think the ones they end up wearing like at the uh, end, like the gray ones. It's just like they got. I, I, give me some color. Like I don't want just a gray and black. That's no good. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah, they, originally they're a little bit whiter, which I actually kind of prefer to the gray look. But then, but then, yeah, Janeway originally is wearing her 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 Voyager, her Voyager you know, uniform. early DS9 era. Yeah uh uh uniform and then later on she changes to the gray but anyway okay um well yeah this is a long one but i think we had we had a good time yeah. lots to talk about uh so thank you everybody for listening um we normally do this every other week although this upcoming week um we are doing our 100th episode which is kind of cool because we come out on sundays um you can follow us on twitter at contracts you can uh, there's our website at autocontracts.podbean.com. You can uh, email us at uh, out of contracts. Uh, uh, sorry, you can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Uh, you can, uh, those are the things you can do. Oh, yeah, you can follow us on YouTube. <laughs> this is can tell that this is, we're recording this the day before it goes up uh, as we do our all of our specials. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can visit us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. Uh, contracts is spelled C O N T R E K S. Uh, you can also visit, listen to the other shows on the Classical Media Podcast Network. There is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. And there is That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.